Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life. We're right in the middle of the monster series. And monsters are, of course, those things that you allow, and I allow, anyone allows to get in the way of creating a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that we create by serving with our divine gifts. That's how I define and have always defined the ultimate life. And what, what I know for sure is you can have that ultimate life today. There's nothing stopping you except you. That's a serious thought. Nothing is stopping you from living a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts today. And every time I say that, I can hear the screams of people saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, and then describing all of the externalities that are, quote, in the way. And immediately I refer myself in my mind or to them to Viktor Frankl's description in the war camps in World War II, where he said, in that terrifying and terrible circumstance, worse I can hardly imagine, there were people who were victims and lived attitudinally, mentally, emotionally as victims. And there were others who were suffering just as much who chose, because they have choice, to get up and be encouraging and lifting spirits and talking to others, even in the middle of such terrifying and terrible cruelty that were external circumstances. So regardless of your or my external circumstances, you can be happy today. That's a choice. I'm reminded of when I, you know, was in a coma in the hospital and I had a near-death experience and you know, all of the things that happened to me, and if you want to read about it, it's in that book, Meeting God at the Door, Conversations, Choices, and Commitments of a Near-Death Experience. I remember choosing intentionally, I'm going to be happy here. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to treat this as an opportunity. I have no idea why this happened to me, and I don't care. What can I learn? I remember asking that clearly to myself, huh, what can I learn here from this monstrous experience around me. So today, yesterday we talked about uh, overwhelm and obligations and about uh, obligations that we make that sometimes after we buy them later or we make them or commit to them. I was thinking buy because I was thinking about a car. You buy a car, you make some payments, and after six months or a year, it becomes a drag. Same car, same payments, same things, nothing different, nothing new. Yeah, maybe your job changed or whatever, but even in times when it doesn't, you know, the excitement of the newness of it wore off and you didn't take that into account. Anyway, we talked about reaffirming your obligations with joy and commitment because you made them or ending them with grace and clarity if it's time to end an obligation. Today, I want to talk about performance and proving something. Now, I don't know if this has been an issue for you, but 
for me, it was a huge deal. I spent most of my life trying to prove something. I spent nearly all of, from, from when I left home at 17 until I was 52, 35 years, trying to prove something, trying to get someone's approval and prove that I was okay, good enough, I'd made the grade, stamp on the forehead of approval. I lived beat down, tied to, roped to the floor by my acceptance of the expectations of others. Now, the performance part, again, we're talking about monsters that get in the way of you creating your ultimate life. Now, your ultimate life is a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy you create by serving with your divine gifts. Really, it means a life that you wake up to positively, excitedly, you're stoked about, you love, you live into, and yeah, jumping around every day, right? That's what we're talking about. And you can have it, and you can have it today. There's nothing in the way except whatever's up here. One of the monsters that got in my way a lot, and so that's why I want to talk about it today, is this performance and proving something. Those are different, and let's talk about both of them. Performance means somehow, either because of society or because of attitudes you've adopted, you believe, you feel, I have to perform a certain way or at a certain level in order to be okay. I call that fungus wittot. Um, that is a acronym that's like a fungus or a disease, wittot, W-I-T-O-T. And it stands for what I think others think, right? What I think others think is a fungus. It's a disease and it's a disaster. If you spend your life, your, your precious life, like your life's only made out of two things, time, however long you have, a minute to 100 years, and the freedom to choose to do what you want to do with that time. And that even in circumstances where there's some externalities. So adopting a set of expectations from others can be limiting to that because you might feel like, well, I want to do this, but I'm supposed to do that, right? I, I want this over here. I want to create this life. I want to use my talents this way. I want to go in this direction, but I'm supposed to do this, right? And so that is the performance piece, right? You're supposed to do this at a certain level. The other, the other piece that's closely related is proving something. Proving something to yourself or to others. Now, I had that disease too, and it's also related to Wittot, what I think others think. I believed because of my history, I adopted a view that I was not okay. I was not good enough. I was worthless. I was bad. I was, you know, fill in the blank, lots of words there. I trusted and believed that to where it wrecked my life for decades, right? And I, I felt like I had to prove something all the time. Sometimes it was to me. I had to prove to myself I could X. And sometimes, uh, often it was to others. And sometimes it was just to the society in general, I had to prove something and get some accolades and some pats on the back, or somehow I was not okay. Now, when you are laden down with either a performance expectation or a need to prove something, there's nothing wrong with wanting to perform. There's nothing wrong with saying, I'm going to prove I can do that. As long as that's in alignment with your purpose, prosperity, and joy. So if you say, I'm going to change the world, this is me, I'm going to change the world. I write books, I do this podcast, I have a YouTube channel, I coach people, I help people write books. 
I'm going to change the world, and I have a goal. I'm going to reach 10 million people, and I'm going to help 10 million, and that's the floor. We're just getting started, but 10 million people discover, develop, and serve, learn to serve with their divine gifts. And some of them will do it making money because they want to create a business. Others will do it because of love and volunteer. Some will do a mix. I do a mix. I do lots of service just because I truly love every single person. Part of my personal truth statement is says, filled with love. I love without hesitation. I love every person without hesitation. I share my soul without expectation. And I repeat that over and over again and mean it. In every interaction, I ask myself, how can I love this person? So that's an expectation I put on me, but it isn't one that gets in the way of my ultimate life. It is the fabric of my ultimate life. It is how I've chosen to serve, is to love. I run my business that way. The sign on the wall says I never look for clients. I look for people to love, opportunities to serve, and problems to solve. And that's, that's, that's it. That's what I look for. How can I serve, help, lift, bless, love? So that obligation or performance is my own, and I imposed it on me, and I love it, and it's warm and fuzzy, and I lean into it every day. And if I'm proving something, so there's another area where I've got a proving something thing that's on my, it's on my sheet. I just was, before I'm recording this podcast, I was over in the recording studio, which is over there, and I was um, working on singing. Now, if you followed any of my stuff, you know that I wrote the book Tightrope of Depression, which was about part of my life. And then I did an album of music with 11 songs telling stories from that book. Then I wrote the sequel called Down from the Gallows. And I did another album with 11 more songs talking about recovery and growth and things like that. So I was in the studio practicing, practicing the keys so I can play it like I want to, singing so I can perform it like I want to. I've done a couple of performances online. I'm going to do some more. So that is a proving something. I want to prove to myself that I can do that, do it well, do it credibly, lift and bless souls with the message. But that doesn't get in the way of my ultimate life because it's part of the fabric of my ultimate life. So when you think about performance and proving something of themselves, there's nothing wrong with wanting to perform, choosing to hold yourself to a standard, or wanting to prove that you can do something as long as it's in line with, supports, and is clearly a part of what you've chosen to be in your ultimate life. Now, there's another piece that comes from this word should, and you hear personal development people say all the time, you know, you don't, don't should on yourself. Well, let's, let's, I want to talk about an example that I saw. I saw some episodes of a YouTube series called The Chosen, which is about the life of Christ, and it's really well done. Alice Jenkins is the director and the executive producer is a friend of mine, Daryl Eves. There's a character in there, and if you know the New Testament, you know the character Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a leader among the Jewish, one of the Jewish sects at the time called the Pharisees. And <clears throat> he, he meets Jesus and talks to him, and he realizes that Jesus is the Son of God. He is who he says he is. He really feels it in his heart, and he knows that he is. And Jesus invites him to come. Follow me. Be one of the disciples. Nicodemus can't do it because he still has something to prove. So 
Nicodemus's life of purpose, prosperity, and joy, serving with his gifts, and one of his gifts was, you know, great knowledge of the scriptures, and he was a leader, and all that kind of stuff. Serving with his gifts, he could have taken advantage of that. He didn't. He backed out, and the scene where he backs out is terrible. He's looking around the corner as Jesus and the group getting ready to go out of town to go do something. I don't know. And he's going, oh, he's got this look on his face of, oh, torture and terror. You can see his soul's being torn in half because he wants to go, but he's try- has something still to prove because it would cost him his position and his reputation and probably a good bit of his money and certainly his stature among the, the community. And so that proving something, performance, got in the way powerfully of him living his divine talents. That's a sad thing. So here's the question. As soon as you feel the thing, well, this is what I should do, I should, ask yourself this simple question. Who made that rule? Like, who made the rule that you should? Now, it may be a rule that you believe is divine and you've committed yourself to the divine. I have that. So I'm, I'm a devoted follower of, of Christ. I'm a Christian. I'm a devoted follower. And I know I'm a son of the divine, son of God. That brings with it obligations, which I joyfully and freely take upon myself and love and try really hard to live into, even though I, you know, make mistakes and fail and have to course correct and everything else. So in those cases, who made that rule is, well, God and then me, because I bought into it. I signed it. I accept it. Yay, I'm doing it. So I made that rule. And I think what you'll find, if you have a feeling of performance and proving something, who should, if you ask yourself who made that rule, there'll be one really, one of two clear answers. The first answer, which is almost always true, is you made that rule. You made your own rules. Nicodemus was sitting there making his own rule. I can't because I think I will. Like there was no group or other people, no court, nothing there creating that, but he created that torture in himself. So you made that rule and you are free to eliminate the expectations of anyone you choose and live according to your divine purpose. Now, if you change courses in the middle of a stream, like we talked about yesterday, you need to clean some things up. I did that when I quit being a drug addict. I had to change radically some things and leave some relationships in the dust and leave some behaviors and habits and people and other things in the dust. I ended those things and moved in a different direction. Now, there's one final point I want to talk about before we get done, and that is when you're talking about proving something, there's a difference between rebellion and sovereignty. Sometimes we're proving something, and I've done this, I'm going to do it just because I can or just to show you. And that kind of an attitude doesn't lead to the ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy because often doing such a thing leads to some unintended consequences, problems, and stuff you have to clean up later. Not always, but often. So don't confuse, I'm going to do it just because I can, right? With sovereignty, which you have as a God-given right to determine who you are and what you're, what you're going to do and who you'll be. And here is the final thing. You have that sovereignty and you are determining moment to moment, second to second, choice by choice, who you're going to be. If you abdicate, 
you're deciding to be a person who abdicates. If you love, you're deciding to be a person who loves. If you lie, you're deciding to be a person who lies. So whether you mean to or not, your very choices, every one, are proving something, are creating who you are in this moment and the next moment. And it continues to be so until you no longer draw breath. So with every piece of power that I have and every piece of love in my heart, I urge you to take control of all the time you have, eliminate any monster that's preventing you from living your ultimate life that comes from a performance expectation or some feeling that you should do this or do that and take control, sovereign control, by making clear choices in integrity about who you want to be, how you want to show up, and move into that powerfully and every day, course correcting as needed, and create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet on the ground.